Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. You're listening to the Jersey Hey, everybody. What's up? And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. And it's that special, special time of year. It only comes around once every year. It is Jackie's birthday. And we have a very special, I won't even call her a guest. I will call her a, a bona fide Jersey ghoul. <laughs> At this point, Katie has joined us. Oh. This is the third birthday episode. Yes. At this point, it's not a Jackie birthday extravaganza if no. Katie Moyer is not on no. the other end of this call. Well, when you give me such amazing topics to be talking about, I mean, I can't say no to, to today's. Ahoy, ahoy, oh, hello, everyone. I'm here. Katie, um, always happy to be here. We'll never say no to a Jackie. We'll never say no to a Josie Goals episode. Oh. oh, good. Because I just penciled you in for my torture Jackie with A24 for my birthday episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> A24. It's going to be so much fun. Elevated horror. <laughs> that's going to be, that's, that I'm calling Jackie it now. <laughs> that's going to be the scariest watch. episode. It's going to be the scariest <laughs> episode I've ever recorded. Um, but yes, on as, the opposite end of the spectrum yeah, for Jackie's As per birthday. usual, when it comes around to being my birthday, I force my friends to watch movies that I want. And this year, I have forced them. And actually, I was only going to force them to watch the original subspecies from 1991. But mm-hmm. um, it was leaked that my personal favorite of the series that I've seen so far was part three. So we thought, eh, fuck it, let's do all three. So we are <laughs> going to discuss parts one through three tonight. And I got to tell you, I was hoping this would be like Sleepaway Camp where I would watch it and the third one that you love would be like, oh my God, that's amazing. Jackie, I'm not sure I went there with this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, and that's super fair. That I can tell you came from the fact that the third one is the one that I think that I saw first and the most. Like that was the one that like uh... always popped up on the Sunday matinee on cable and like, you know, it, you know, I'm home hanging out and flipping through and that's where I this saw must all have the been a Philly special cuz I swear to god they never showed any of these movies on the New York. No, well, I mean that's <laughs> honestly there was there was a station here it, and I don't oh god whatever it turned into, but we used to have Philly 57. I think Philly 57 became UPN which at some point became like ABC family, I think. Um, But anyway, when I was a kid, Philly 57, like you would get like the Sunday matinees. And that is truly where I saw any of the Friday the 13th, any of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, like highly edited for television Sunday afternoon. That is where I got my horror movies when I was a kid. Yeah. These amazing, like, full moon direct-to-video, like, early 90s ones, too. I would argue Bloodlust is, like, the goofiest of these movies that take themselves so seriously. They do take themselves Despite being relatively goofy and having amazingly ridiculous effects. Like, I mean, I think the effects are really good given, but I mean, we'll get into it, but I just, like... I watching watching them back to back like we like I just did it was like oh yeah three is like 
weirdly campy but still it's like they take so much seriousness and so much atmosphere around it which i i is one of the things i love about full moon in general like with puppet master and all of it is like let's take this ridiculous lore and just make it as serious as we can possibly take it <laughs> yeah and it's so true i think that's a, such a good call because like arguably they're one of their biggest like um series right for full moon so there's puppet master there's this there's like a couple other random things like evil bog like we we're just talking about evil bog, like, dead man trancers yeah. which actually so if you haven't seen trancers jack Death, not tra- amazing um but jackson barr was one of the original writers of subspecies with charles band so they wrote the original and then ted nicolau like took it for three four or two three four and now five which yeah he's directed all five of them yeah yeah which is which is good because he's not done much else (laughs) shockingly (laughs) surprisingly weirdly um terror vision that's true that's very true that's very true um and and i i will say that i i i don't know where i was certainly sitting around watching any horror i could get my hands on back in the day so i don't know how i slept on this one i think Um, a lot of the 90s kids were catching up on 80s horror very true i think when these 90s movies came out that's actually a really good call because i didn't really do any like full moon or even charles band stuff until much later in my in my horror days i'm i'm not proud to admit because it is delightful it really is yeah i mean i'm certainly watching these movies as a kid and i have no idea about full moon or anything like that i'm just watching whatever like again like it's the same place i saw i don't think i don't even know which one of the puppet masters but i know that i've always had an aversion to the slug woman from like my young days (laughs) seriously the worst thing i've ever seen um but yeah no this is this is just kind of one of those movies that and again like i remember there was uh, a couple years ago on horror movie night I talked about sub they did an episode on subspecies and I was telling them the same thing where like I remember a scene from subspecies but like I don't remember which movie it's from and I ended up you know when you watch all of them I'm remembering everything that I remember I'm remembering from part three um although at this (laughs) point now in my life at this point I've seen the original subspecies so many times that like that's technically what plays in my brain when I think subspecies because since that time, yeah, like subspecies is just a movie I will throw on all the time. I, I just I have a very, a very warm I, place in my heart for Radu. I actually had a very like what I, I watching it this time, especially with the knowledge of how much you love it, Jackie. <laughs> I, I actually had this thought of like, it is so atmospheric. It is like a poor man's like Bram Stoker's Dracula, which I know you love. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like there's you know the train sequence and like being set in romania it has all this really gothic but it's not manufactured gothic like coppola it's like real gothic because it's in romania in romania and the the score is so ethereal and orchestral and amazing and there's all this lore involved in it but it's very it's it's kind of the poor man's version and i'm Mm -hmm. like this is and it has like the you know claymation the animation effects and mummy and everything and it's like yeah this is why jackie loves it because it's got all of the camp of like a late stage friday the 13th but it has all of the atmosphere of bram stoker's dracula <laughs> but ironically uh, okay i'll be good <laughs> I'll just stop there. it Very is jackie's cool. birthday 
and I am here to celebrate. I am not going to poo-poo these movies. Uh, no matter how what I may low-key deep down in my cockles think, I'm just gonna say I'm delighted. You know what? You can say and you can say anything you want about two and three because I know for a fact how much you loved the first one. I so you can't say anything one, yeah. bad about the first no, one. No, I will. I will openly admit I really did enjoy the first one. I thought it was very like you said. It was like the, a poor man's gothic tale, and I was so expecting like puppet master evil bog like schlock that like I was like, <laughs> huh, this is not what I was expecting at all. And I do have one question after three films. I'm hoping you guys could clarify for me. Are the little red guys? are they subspecies i have that question too okay <laughs> like are the subspecies the vampires I, I or are it. they right. the demons <laughs> the, rod yeah Dude. is rod do the subspecies because he's like the ugly vampire no offense no offense uh like he's the the monstrous guy like and also like is he genet he's that way because of genetics because I just want to make sure because him. yeah the sorceress yeah. the sorceress was not Stefan was a mortal mama and so that's why and that's normal. why he was human looking and yes. so when he, so when Radu bites her she's in danger of becoming ugly no because she's well, human. I'm just trying to wrap my brain around the lore I think I'm overthinking it in, in the, the lore is very much a mystery like I I understand like they mentioned that the bloodstone specifically is like a drug for radu mm -hmm. right because it's the blood of the but saints then, but then in the first yeah, yeah they explain what it is right but they don't really give any clear explanation yeah. of like why like where what, like, like is it wow. just it, it's something the gypsy gave to him so he doesn't have to feed on the humans right and it's like it's okay nice, so why yeah. is it like does it have life-giving properties does it make you what, right just, does only like, one cocaine? drop like like right. I, <laughs> And also, I think I think that she, Michelle, the girl that he bites, I think the reason she doesn't turn into like a Radu vampire is because Stefan bit her as well. And like uh, his right, bite right. over like overrid Radu's bite. So got it, got she's it. she's still pretty Cause, pretty. Because she drinks, she it's the exchange of the bloods because mm -hmm. she drinks his blood too, but she doesn't drink Radu's. And that's definitely right? a right. Not in the first one, yeah. Yeah. Right. In the first one, right. Right. Yeah. Now the the bloodstone itself in the first film, I was worried it was gonna run out, but it reminded me of when you know when we were little, those little bottles you used to feed your kid, like your baby doll, that like it would, it oh, would like magically magic fill bottle, back up. Or, yeah, yeah. Right. Like I was so worried that they were being <laughs> way too liberal. <laughs> I still think they haven't come any further with that technology either. I think our... I know, it's it's funny how it much, just kept filling up. How much of a plot point the Bloodstone was? Yeah, in the they first named movie. the movie after it, and then like in the second movie, like we don't like whatever. But and the then film in the is third, literally called like, Bloodstone. And then the third movie, like it's always kind of just there, but yeah. it's never like the plot point that it was in the first one. Like yeah, sure, in the third one and the second one, like sure he. Michelle has the bloodstone or whatever and and we got to get the blood but it's never it's never the the important plot driven object that it is in the first movie like you guys brought in Angus Scrim to like set up how cool this bloodstone is gonna yes. be right like tall man himself is right? king just of the vampires open the film holder with of the bloodstone and then it just kind of yeah turns it and then at one point in the third film Radu like tells Michelle like 
oh, you're not ready for that yet. And it's like, but why? Like, she already drank from it in part two. Like, yeah, what are you talking did. about? What does being and ready what does for the bloodstone do? mean? Right. Yeah. right, is drinking from the bloodstone like the equivalent of like doing, right, like like doing like steroids for vampires. Yeah. Right. But, but it only seems to do that. See, my thought is because Radu is like evil in nature, that's why the bloodstone is like a drug for him. But with like the, with, with, Angus Scrim, like with the with the vampire king, he didn't like he was able to drink from it and just be satiated, and there haven't been any vampire attacks because everything's fine. He's got the bloodstone. It doesn't seem to be like a drug for him. It's just like it's his little protein shake, and he doesn't need to go on binges anymore. And I think that's because uh-huh. he's inherently good, and that's why the bloodstone affects the vampires differently. Okay. I was, I'm going to, I'm going to shift gears here and also say I was a little mad that they killed Stefan. Well, it's like, I call oh, yeah, Stefan was... like Urkel oh, yeah. when Urkel goes fancy because he was, he was my eye candy for the first movie. So when he died at the beginning of the second movie, I was like, well, bollocks. What, you didn't like uh, Friday the 13th, New Blood Nick coming in? <laughs> yeah. no. Mel, the no. his... like, <laughs> Mel didn't do it for me and his Cosby sweaters. They didn't do it for no. me. No, um, <laughs> no. Because U.S. What? Embassy officials always act like that. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. He was like, so Investigate <laughs> missing and vampire by... sisters. And... <laughs> and here's my other hot take. By the end of the third film, I'm rooting against Michelle. <laughs> I think she's gone too far. And if I... I... Michelle's motivation is all over the place teach me how to be a vampire I can't be a vampire I'm gonna shoot myself I'm gonna shoot you give me the bloodstone I can't do anything (laughs) I thought she was in crisis yeah she was definitely having her it's me hi I'm the problem it's me era um that was a Taylor Swift reference Jackie for the for you I just wanted to explain don't bring that shit into my birthday episode (laughs) I'm sorry I'm sorry (laughs) she's like check that shit at the door um no, I, I agree with you. She was a hot mess. And and I, I listen, I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to act like, ha- am I in the throes of turning into a vampire while simultaneously being chased by a vampire whose special power is to cut off his fingies and turn them into little red demons? Uh, you got a lot going on there. You might want to give her a pass for her, for her ambiguity. But you're right. It's like s- somewhere halfway through movie two, I was like, am I done rooting for Michelle? And I, I don't know. Did you guys ever get that? I mean, they kind of shifted gears and made Michelle's sister more of our heroine of the movie. Um, I don't know that I, I don't know that I ever gave up on Michelle, but she just kind of became less important, at least in the second one for me. I mean, honestly, the second one is such a filler that like, I can kind of do without. I'll watch the first and the third. Honestly, they're the two that I really like. um but yeah like it's i don't i don't know that i i don't know i do like the part in the second one where she does get a hold of her sister and i love i love that whole interaction where the michelle is in a hotel after she's been bitten she escapes the castle she steals the bloodstone she goes Mm -hmm. to a hotel and the sun is coming up so she's like oh crap I, i can't be in the sunlight and goes into the bathroom to sleep and when the maids come in and they find a body in the bathtub and yeah. they think she's dead, and they put her in a body bag in the whole nine. Like, uh, I do like that whole sequence where she wakes up in a body bag. That <laughs> sucks so bad. Um, I, did, I actually really enjoyed that, too. I also really, it. this all goes back to a theory I'm brewing up called 
the short-haired chick in the early 90s movie is always the coolest one because in the first subspecies she's got short hair and then the second her sister shows up she's got short hair <laughs> katie's making faces at me and we no, start liking the sister yes, it, it, i did have that thought of like because <laughs> it was because it was um <clears throat> recast from the like laura tate i know i missed the first one she had the long hair and i I remember having that thought and it's like oh does like being a vampire make her hair grow really fast oh (laughs) which is a trope that we see raju has longer hair in the second Mm -hmm. one so i guess yeah i guess the vampirism just is you know you get that biotin and it's long hair long nails and you're all fancy well those are the things that keep growing when you die so like Mm -hmm. now speaking of raju two things First of all, his fingers. Can we talk about? He's got such a Nosferatu vibe in the second film that I'm here for it. Like they, I, I think they do a good job of trying to frame him as a grotesque. Like I was laughing so hard because there's a couple scenes where I'm like, man, good thing nobody's around to sue them for this because there were shots that were so right out of well, Nosferatu. I mean, to to be fair, you know, Nosferatu yeah. did its fair share of being sued when it came Very out. True. You know, so it probably Very doesn't true. have any claim to oh anything gosh. at this point. Anyone that is such a good call. I that? personally, I love the look of Radu. Oh. And I have a, I, I, I do. I think he's he's a very unique vampire. And I have a couple of comparisons that I thought. One of them was, um, uh, Meatloaf from the "I Would Do Anything for Love" video. <laughs> yes, it's, it's that Meatloaf. <laughs> had sex with a Buffy the Vampire Slayer Buffy, you get Radu. Um, I also have the thought that if, like, Skeletor <laughs> fucked Death from Bill and Ted, you would get Radu. Like, there's <laughs> uh, there's many iterations that can get you to Radu, but I think I, I truly do love the uniqueness of he's not quite Nosferatu, but he's certainly not, like, the, the, the sexy, like, Dracula. But you can mm. see where they tried to kind of mesh i think the two together like you have the more animalistic or traditional eastern european Mm -hmm. vampire but also like the london debonair you know i'm gonna enthrall you vampire there's that one part when when (laughs) michelle is like in the i guess the museum and she's in like some costume department in the museum when she where she is staying in the second movie and radu finds her and like comes down to get the bloodstone and at one point he like grabs a coat off of the wardrobe rack and just puts uh, it on yes like, i could be more debonair yeah <laughs> oh and i think he does have a humanity if i if i can be so bold because number one his mom is such a bitch to him he's a total mama's boy but right that's like his humanity it made me feel bad for him because i wanted to be like oh she's a little abusive and you don't have to take that radu you have all these special powers and fingers you can handle this <laughs> and, <laughs> and he does eventually stand up to her but i think he legitimately has feelings for michelle and i think he goes to great lengths to protect her in spite yeah. of himself and i think well, that 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 humanity shows his, in that third movie his me. motivations to me are very fuzzy throughout the entire like all of the pieces because yeah he, what does he in want the, like in the first one it's like okay he wants the bloodstone and it's kind of insinuated that there that makes him the king of the castle which yeah. also goes which goes to show away. that even undead things care about real estate um yeah. 
but <laughs> like so now he's the king of the Vatislav line or whatever but then in the second one it's kind of introduced to that like he did it for mummy uh which I do love the introduction of like her with her potions table and all of that stuff and, and then it's like oh, oh but great. now I'm like now that I'm king and I did it for mummy and where we can reign <laughs> on high uh now I need a love I need a pretty thing like mm-hmm. to play but it's like did you did you want the pretty th- like I his motivations kind of shift throughout the entire thing so that even though this whole series takes place in a matter of days like it's very weird how quickly he's able to just like bloodstone michelle kill mom did like like what are you trying to do man like you've been you've been silent and hiding for years and decades and millennia so you can get the bloodstone and now all of a sudden you're gonna throw it all away for a girl i don't know like i don't know so did you guys know that there really was a Rodu in history that was yes, a descendant his, of Vlad the Impaler? Does not match yeah, him in the it's, it's Vlad the Vlad the Impaler's brother. <laughs> his younger his, brother. He was Rodu younger the handsome. Boy, did they miss the mark both in history and in this film. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> what well, Rodu... ancient ta- Romanian tapestry is not doing it for him? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm here for the, the with Rodu. I wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys have never thought the guys in those things were hot just me um so no I, I'm with you I think he's all over the place and it's the one thing that I find myself actually liking about him which uh, says a lot speaks a lot about my own uh personal journey he does he needs a board he needs a vision board he needs to figure out what he wants from life he needs to manifest the things he wants but I I think what I like about the character is the in the third by the third film when he almost feels beaten down by the world around him because he he got what he wanted so quickly when he was able to kill his father kill his brother now he's you're right he's on this like he has no idea what he wants next um can we talk about Bobby for a minute because she is just delightful <laughs> to me <laughs> she lives in a, a tomb is that where yeah, she I permanently she's, resides she's underground in like okay. in the crypt so she got banished by angus grim for what because she tricked him i'm like i just want to make sure i have this right she deserves a proper <laughs> she deserves this for me she was she tricked him into into having a child which ain't that ain't right and then she ran back to her tomb and had radu and there she sat but he knew she was there right so in the third in in the third film, there's the like it is because of the love between Cersei and Vladislav that Vlad like kills Cersei's family. Like, was that I, am oh, I remembering yeah. that correctly? Yes. yes. Yeah. So she he's she's able to become supreme sorceress because of his intervention, but then he realized he's been Oops. tricked. Right, right. Into doing this, he's been seduced and tricked, and now given her this bastard child, um, and so he is like, I don't want anything to do with this because I'm a good vampire and I only drink from the bloodstone, and um, and then she's just evil, and it's just that's it. She's evil. There's no additional motivation there. Yeah. <laughs> five may explore it because five looks like a historical like. Oh fuck yeah! They go back in something. time. Oh, we get like a prequel. Yeah. So Anders uh, Hove is playing Radu, but he's in like the Crusades era. And then there's this, and uh, 
Denise Dunn is playing Michelle, but she's like Cersei. She's like mummy. Oh, so now I'm kind of into uh, it. I, this is just the trailer. I have no idea if I'm. Yeah, the the fifth correct. one what, just off. just came out in March of this year, so that one. Hope I, I I looked it up to to watch it. Um, it's not on any streaming service that I have. I think you can like rent it for twenty bucks from some places, but I don't know. If I'll, I have 20. I'll wait. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll wait. I think it's only premiered at a couple festivals at this point. Yeah, it's weird um mummy was like a fucking disney villain too to me she was like ursula meets jafar meets like she was like such she a was delicious <laughs> she was such a delicious very isma yeah. she was isma i loved everything about it um and and it's one of the things all right so is this ultimately michelle's journey or is this radu's story that is an excellent question does it matter am i trying to make something that you when there yeah. is nothing? you're trying you're you're yeah. grasping for straws right. um which i appreciate but i mean yeah. i think it's i think it's a Sometimes little of, things are just things <laughs> i feel like it's it's michelle's story because our plot is is focused around her i'm gonna i'm gonna I call agree. at least the first three yeah i agree because you know it's like it, it's it's i look at it as like if we plucked her out or if we reduced her appearance in it it wouldn't make as much sense this this is this is definitely her mostly her journey because so much of the plot revolves around her and you know obviously in the first one she is the focal point because her and stefan have their their love affair and then you know she's in romania with her friends they're like grad students or phd candidates and yeah. they're you know doing their history smart. nerd thing which i absolutely loved like that was my first like one of my first thoughts was like that's that's what i want to do i want to go to romania and stay in a castle and oh, and God. write a, a dissertation on folklore and vampirism in you know eastern europe that sounds like it. fucking heaven to me. Like that's, I will take that trip in a heartbeat. Um, I don't want to become a vampire. I was going to nor... say, don't come calling our asses yeah. when you've been turned into a vampire thinking Katie and I are going to jump on the first fucking pad trade yeah. Atlantic well, yeah. airplane. I mean, here's the thing. I do <laughs> I mean, have, I have for something. The flight, I might come. Aside from my blood. just for the giggles. <laughs> I do have something that Radu wants because it's not so much prominent in the second or third. But in the first one, I, we've established that Radu is a titty vampire. Oh, yeah, like he, he loves himself. A set so I, I, I feel like between the three of us, I might be victim one um, from Radu. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think he'd be like, you know, and that's the thing. You know, it's not like he necessarily like he doesn't want to bite your boobs. You know, oh, he but just he, wants them out. He, yeah, he wants to flick his yeah. uh, grotesquely long fingernails fingers and fingernails there when he brings uh when he brings michelle you know her meal he has deliberately opened that you know shirt up no he's a creep and, and it's like for no reason other than other you know, than boobies gets out mm-hmm. he wants to look at him he doesn't want to i don't want to bite him i don't want to ruin him they're a thing well I'm... i mean if you're going to rent a full moon movie in 1992 you're probably a 14 year old boy who's really going to be mad if you don't get at least one set of boobs yeah. So I think they were just given given the uh given us what we all want. Yeah. Um but yeah, there were totally a lot lit. of boobs out for no good reason. Yeah. <laughs> for them through a through a cage. <laughs> yeah. There's also a lot of fun magical things like I mean obviously the bloodstone but what's the magic dagger? Like is that Macbeth's dagger? I'm confused what's happening it's there. It's a magical dagger. That's what I <laughs> kind of got all kinds of I treasures. Absolutely love about is like all of these questions 
that we is like I don't need them answered for me to enjoy any of what's happening. Like <laughs> mystical dagger, sure. Perfect. Mommy mummy lives forever. It's in the sure. movie. Like, there's nothing to suggest that mummy should be immortal, but okay. No. Yeah, she turned she's she's the crypt keeper now. It's great. Yeah. I'll accept she it. She is the crypt keeper. <laughs> It's in the movie. <laughs> the bloodstone is this mystical object that gives. I want a bloodstone story. movie. I want a bloodstone sort of. origin movie. Yeah, and it's like okay, cool. I don't like. You're right. It, it really feels like somebody read about their actually perhaps existing a bloodstone, like, and then they like Indiana Jones it into the movie. Like, oh, Ark of the Covenant. Let's make a movie about it holy grail movie bloodstone movie (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny because everything i did read online was like i stumbled upon this movie on cable network television when i was like it's jackie's story over and over and over again where people love this series because they just stumbled upon it on basic cable and and were and ever ever since which is funny because that was just definitely not my experience this was my first watch and i did i really did enjoy the first film i thought it was very much not what i expected it to be and I have to give credit to Anders Hove, who plays oh, Radu, yeah. because his, <laughs> this is one of my favorite things. So when you watch the first one, you know, he's, he has no love for anybody but himself. You know, he's, he, he needs a cough drop. Um, He needs to wipe his face. But at the same time, you know, he is very just, he wants that bloodstone. And then in the second one and the third one, you see that he kind of starts, like you were saying, he becomes more human. He wants love. If you watch the third one, he has some of the best facial expressions. One of my favorite (laughs) ones is at the scene when he's on the roof with Michelle and he's like, we got to go. Like sun's coming up. And she's like, I want to see the sunset. You know, I want to see it. He almost like breaks the fourth wall and looks at the camera like (laughs) he does the all this bitch. Like, you know what? Like when you you fought and connived and bit and killed to get the girl. And now that you got her. He's like, oh shit, what did I do? I'm yeah, stuck all eternity with this she's one. A, she's a pain in the balls, yeah. He has some facial expressions in the third one that just crack me up, where it's just mm-hmm. like, you know what, dude? This was your bed. You got to lie in it. Okay? Right. You killed <laughs> Stefan. You could have <laughs> let them go. No, no. You had yeah. to take Michelle for your own. And now this is what you get because and now you have like a, a newborn, yeah. needy vampire, won't stop asking questions, keeps changing the temperature in the car when you're on car ride. She can't make her mind up if she's hot or cold. She's got to pee every five seconds. You know what? <laughs> this is this is what you get now, Radu. But no, seriously, he makes some <laughs> amazing facial expressions in the third one that just kind of almost makes him that much more human that I thought that <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional oh, or agree. not. But, like, I really did like that about him. Well, and I guess from a more philosophical, like, analytical standpoint, um, so if you have Radu, who is specifically not human, he is not derived of a mortal woman, he is not changed, a vampire has not transitioned him into, he is of an immortal sorceress who is wicked, and... (laughs) a and and a existing vampire and and so they have created an abomination so do you think that the bloodstone being the blood of the holy saints of like god and church and all of that is actually making him more human and feel more oh i like that like an unintended consequence of the you know whole drinking of the bloodstone bloodstone. thing maybe he never would have fallen for michelle if he didn't drink from it 
Maybe he would have just killed her. That's very interesting. I like that. Maybe that's also why he can't die because he keeps coming back. He does keep coming back. Keeps coming back. Which, again, I just wish they would finish it off once and like, you know what I mean? Like, get your act together. Well, you would think wanted more of the demon, like, yeah. Oh, me too. I did. I really liked the second one, (laughs) how it started. He's Radu was beheaded in the first one. And then in the second one, his little finger minions are dragging his head back to his neck and like the little sinew and the veins are all coming together the claymation oh my God, so like the thing the claymation so cool very cool yeah the part yes. where the 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 tendons reconnect I it made me think of that part in the thing when his head is disconnecting okay. yeah. i was like whoa that was a like, fun I was, scene. i was very impressed same yeah i was impressed with most of the effects and also like I, as much as we joked about Radu needing a bib or something like that that like monstrous like that he always had blood dripping and like it, it made added to the vibe right like I thought it was really cool and all of the scenes that were gory, this was a very not gory and not hyper sexualized series for right like I've expected direct to video to be way more like hammer film and it was like yeah. I don't know if maybe I just was expecting or don't know enough about full moon but I was expecting so much more schlock and so much more like nudity and and violence and and you know and I was like huh like this, this one so- actually had a little bit of story like it had a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of something it yeah. tried I well, I, I think- also I also especially the second and third one I liked some of the, the I really like some of the characters like I like that they kind of had like the like the character that you 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 fall in love with right away you think they're adorable and you know they're cannon fodder like the college professor in the in the second one popescu i thought (laughs) he was this adorbs old man and you're like oh he's so much fun he knows what's up he's gonna die he's gonna die a horrible (laughs) 100 i knew that was gonna happen i was very happy that um in the at least within the third one like lieutenant marin I, I like lieutenant marin we had a little bit of comic relief with lieutenant marin you know but i I, I, I have a note comparing him to like Scully from the X-Files where <laughs> like like all this like the supernatural kind of stuff is happening and like and but he's just kind of like well I just need to investigate and um and he just like randomly shows up and is like yeah I'll follow you into the crypt and blah 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 and you know I just I just think it's yeah he was he was incredibly endearing and I really hope you're about to mention Bob because Bob oh, is one of my favorite throwaways. My note, my note was Bob's intense. <laughs> I love that he's a CIA agent and he shows up with a green beret and like he's. Are you special ops? Are you CIA? Like what like, exactly? What is up what with you? you? What, what what's happening? Pick an acronym of letters. And... <laughs> like, and then he just like scales. He scales the wall, and Nick, or I'm sorry, Mel. Nick is the Friday Thirteenth, but Mel is. She's like, can you do that? And he's like, no, that's why he does it. <laughs> like, uh, it did. It get it got schlocky. <laughs> so it's like, you you owe me five hundred dollars. I negotiated down from seven fifty. <laughs> which he called him that morning. Which means that morning he went to his neighbor, got her silver cross, negotiated, melted it down, made the bullets, and went to Romania. Mm-hmm. I. <laughs> <laughs> it was. A- delightful <laughs> just pointing out the timing is a little a little sus <laughs> did think it was kind of interesting the way the three films like you mentioned like all happened within the span of like 
three days. Like it is, it is an yeah. eventful couple of days because it's like it moves. And like I did kind of respect two for ending where it did because like you have to admit all three films you're like, all right, well now I gotta see what happens. Like say what you will, and I'm like, mm, I'm invested. <laughs> yeah, and um, I was like because I haven't seen four. But I will say, even going back to like, whose story is this is for, I do know that it opens with a car accident that kills Becky and Mal. So that Michelle is still alive, of course, at that point. And Mm -hmm. so it is still Michelle carrying on through the fourth. Um, So I do think it is her story. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. (laughs) Not a fan of Michelle, huh? I just she's just kind of ineffectual <laughs> like um yeah and they don't really you know I mean basic kind of stuff of like you know what are her flaws what is she trying to overcome like what is any of this to do with anything like you, know, you are a vampire now do you realize that your dissertation could be awesome <laughs> that's so oh my god that was one of the first things that I thought was that oh man she's gonna get her PhD like that <laughs> Like you're not looking at any of the possible benefits, and I know it's probably the debilitating hunger for human blood that's causing you to not think about it. <laughs> but fair, fair, sure. We'll get you it go together. to night school. You're gonna live forever. Okay, <laughs> so you have plenty of time to study this shit now. Like, yeah, get it together. Get your act together. You've had three you days. Have access get to a centuries-old mummy, mommy. And you're not God utilizing forbid. that. God forbid you get along with your mother-in-law. Am I, right? I was just getting, one of my notes was like, good for you, girl. Stand up to your mother-in-law. <laughs> she was overbearing. Sometimes you gotta, yeah, you gotta draw the line in the sand yeah. with mother-in-laws. Just kind of. Yeah. And I just, I kind of wish like Michelle had a little bit more like authority to realize that she, like in Bloodstone, she could have manipulated Radu into killing mummy like early. If she just accepted like, she acted in bloodlust the way she did in bloodstone and was like oh yeah teach me your ways but your mom keeps getting between us yeah she was <laughs> she smartened up yeah she played the yeah long she game could have them. totally manipulated that situation which <laughs> seemed smarter in the first one than the second two. Oh, for sure yeah that, like, michelle <laughs> from the first one is my favorite Laura Tate's, it's the hair <laughs> yeah it's the short parts hair. of your brain come out when it yep. grows that fast <laughs> Before we started, I was being introduced to something called the Tears of Vampires, and uh, I feel like that hasn't been on the show yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jackie has a pretty elaborate. So, yeah, we started. So it it comes from the fact that um, Marissa, saint that she is, was trying her best to find some some academic discord with subspecies. And (laughs) sadly, weirdly, weirdly, not a lot out there, which I said. That means that she's got to write something. Um, it's you, right th- that taking. something yeah. has to come out now. But then, as we guys, were talking, I think I'm going to take a quick trip to Romania to investigate yeah. this more carefully. You guys don't mind. You want to come? You want to come? <laughs> I want to come. Um, but we started talking about the like the class tiers that we have of kind of all of the vampire series and all of the vampires in in cinema. Right. Right. Um, clearly, like if Dracula is the one percenter definitely right he's dracula he's any rich. iteration of dracula whether Katie, you're making are... a face you don't agree he's fucking no I'm like, I'm, I'm like yes i think so i'm I'm thinking it through and all the iterations of like yeah and, i mean i'm and, thinking and you know, I, I think of like the you know if you've been around for that long like 
you know, you better have some money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was kind of, of, like I said, I, I called the Twilight vampires kind of upper middle class. But oh, they talk about that, sure. that in the movie, like when you've been around for that long, you can amass a certain amount of wealth just because you're 200, 300 years old. You know, when you don't die, your savings gets bigger. So I, yeah, I, so I and had said spending that, it on rent and groceries. So. <laughs> Dracula, he's, he's definitely the one percenter, you know, we're going to, we're going to put yeah, him Twilight's at upper middle to yeah, upper. Twilight's I mean, upper when we meet middle. him in the original novel, he's buying real estate. So, you know, yeah, he's no, he's, he's buying up right. and it's, it's and it's rich. not like he's moving. He's buying other properties. He's yeah, already got his castle. Empires in real estate. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like we, we said that the the Lost Boys vampire are middle, solidly middle. middle class. Yeah. Solidly mm. middle class vampires. Because they can A, afford to to live in Santa Monica, Santa Carla. Santa Carla, yeah. Okay. We've got, you've got beach property, you know. <laughs> right. Richard Gilmore's their dad, so you know there's some money there. Oh, you know? yeah, there's some money. Yeah. Right, yeah. They're they're solid middle to upper. Yeah, I said yeah, as long yeah. as they go to Friday night dinners, they get... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they can. They keep getting what they need. Yeah, um, I said no. we had we had representation because we can't whitewash the vampires. We do have representation of marginalized peoples. Um, we've got you know John Carpenter's vampires. We've got we've got uh, vampires in Brooklyn. Vampires yeah. in Brooklyn, which you know, uh, from dusk till dawn. Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. Although those vampires are obviously lower class because they're still performing at the nightclub. Although you could argue that the nightclub only serves their ultimate purpose of eating people. So they're really just doing art at this point. So maybe yeah. they are. Yeah. It's you like know, they're kind of like two, two, two birds, one stone. Cause yeah, yeah they're performing yeah. art. They're also grocery shopping. So That's they're, true. they're filling, they're <laughs> so filling true. two roles. Yeah. Two so roles. True. Yeah. Um, so our, Originally, I had said that maybe uh, Radu and our subspecies vampires were more of our lower class, maybe little white trash vampires. But you bring up a good point. Uh, the both of you had said, like, this is technically their royalty, you know, yeah. and we've got like the, you know, I, I think that I don't want to put them as like one percenters like Dracula, but I don't I don't think they're quite far off because... You know, we had the king of vampires. Radu is technically now the king of vampires after killing his father and his brother. He doesn't live quite as ostentatiously as Dracula does, but he's kind of like, you know, he's he's still got stuff. He's still technically, he's still technically up there. Right, it's like you can't call, like, see, I think of, when I think of, like, poor, like, poor vampires, I think of the near dark vampires. You know who they are? They're great gardens. They're like the ostracized oh tenants. Right? They're like yeah. the weird, yeah. Like they're like the weird cousins. Yeah, the weird cousins like, of the rich people that they try to hide. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. They, so they try to like oh, not talk about yeah. like right. Oh my god. They put them in a castle and hope nobody brings them up. You're so, so right. Absolutely. And they like raise raccoons and stuff. Like yeah. gosh, great gardens. <laughs> so who's so who's our lower class vampires? Katie, you had brought up True Blood. Weird. True Blood. There's also Near Dark. Near Dark, I and think. They live in a van because yeah. they're very nomadic and they're yeah, yeah. They're, which they, they don't I have think they a lot. Like though, so it's kind of like they're not. You know, they're kind of like Duck Dynasty almost. I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's yeah. like, like just just straight up like, do we have? What about like the little girl from Let Me In? She lives in like a little apartment building. She doesn't strike me as wealthy. Like the underworld chick is like royalty, wealthy, topical. Yeah. Like she's mm. bougie. She's bougie bougie. Like I, I want like I want my trailer trash vampire. Like who who 
It's got to be there. We have to have. It's got to yeah. be the True Blood guys. Well, because True Blood also had, I think th- there exists multi-tiers in the True Blood universe. That's very um, true, right. Where like, yeah, like Northmen, uh, Skarsgård. Right, is he's kind got... of on the level of like from dusk till dawn because he's got the nightclub and the strippers. Right, he owns like stuff. That. Where like Stephen Moyer's vampire is old money plantation. So he's like Lestat. Um, right, right, right. Right. Um, but then you have like new new money. Van- I don't know. Like it's it's weird. You know who always struck me as having um, a, a, like very little, but trying to fake that he he was really wealthy. The Count from Sesame Street. I don't buy yeah. that he really loves the castle. You guys, I think he was. I think he was hurting low key. I think he was putting on the front, you know, <laughs> keeping up with the Joneses on the ses- on the old street. Yeah, I'm fairly certain a lot of his <laughs> castle bricks were made of foam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm saying i'm just saying you know it just it's got as it much just, money as he wants us to think it know? just goes to show that nothing you see on social media is real no you know? <laughs> so true you, you can't buy any of this you really can't oh. blade had a lot of money because he had all those fun toys yes you know, can't buy all that crap yeah yeah um, well you know there is so there is in buffy in season five there is this sub storyline of riley you know being like the heroin drip for the like vampires who can't get blood themselves like they're too weak and they live in like these dilapidated nests and um i mean i think that's as close as i can think of doing like real white but that that's more like meth head vampire like which is kind of white trash yeah i'm gonna throw out there that if you are immortal and you can't get your shit together enough to like live a comfortable existence. You've had a lot of time to fuck it up and get it wrong. You don't. You don't deserve your blessing. I, think, I feel like it'd be really difficult to like be a new vampire in a world where there's hundred year old vampires plus hundred plus year old vampires. Yeah. And yeah, like you could because you don't have the money. You don't have everything set up for you yet. They don't necessarily. Mm. They aren't necessarily gonna take care of fair. you. Yeah, I mean, fair. there's a lot of different types of vampires, and I could definitely see there being in the vampire world the ones that make minions to have minions and be their master, and the ones that are just like, "You're a vampire now. See ya." <laughs> you know? I actually just found an article that tried to guess how much each vampire would be worth in real time. And yes, the Cullens from Twilight are estimated at over a billion. So they win. They're like, because they would be like the Elon Musk of vampires. Only a billion? (laughs) Well, I think all of them together would be more than a billion, I would argue. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But again, who do you make all that money, Cullen family? You pretend to go to high school. He was a doctor for like 200 years. years yeah fair i <laughs> guess you just how much can you really buy well, why right? does he go to high school they could totally every single one of those colored kids i don't know enough about the twilight verse to like Ooh, me either to any of this but... <laughs> no I, I i think it's like they they were turned into vampires at a young they're enough age they're supposed to look like high school kids they just yeah don't. they're supposed yeah. to like they were they were they were turned into vampires at a young age so now they are like eternally that young age so they have to keep up appearances and they keep going to high school because that's what kids they read that's okay, what they would do super you know? pedo i'm just yeah oh, <laughs> so creepy i yeah, mean so please. creepy don't listen oh. this isn't about getting down on twilight all right that's keep focused but i will i i mean i do think it's kind of interesting because throughout this entire thing i've been thinking about like you know radu and vladislav and the house vladislav and all of that it's like why 
why didn't he why didn't Stefan live with his dad like why aren't they like a vampire family like what is Stefan's deal like because he came and he's staying at the same place that the girls are and he says he's studying nocturnal animals and he's there to inherit the bloodstone supposedly but then Radu gets there first but it's like why aren't you just living with your dad dude like what why is I think that, why he, he wanted, I there? feel like I feel like at some <laughs> point it, it might be mentioned I don't remember but like he wanted humanity so much I mean he's living in the monastery where the girls are staying yeah you know he's living there so I feel like he is just trying to hold on to his human half so much that you know he doesn't yeah but he, doesn't, he still shows up for the inheritance yeah yeah <laughs> typical kid <laughs> typical nepo baby well i guess if the if the bloodstone is enough to sustain you and not drink human blood yeah. then i guess if you're trying to retain your humanity that would be the thing right. and, and, and it's the one of the old villagers in the beginning has said like you know because of the legend of the bloodstone that's why there haven't been vampire attacks in this long because apparently this bloodstone has been satiating the king so we yeah. don't you know they don't fear the vampire there have been no vampire attacks since you know and and it, and it kind of goes along with like actual history of you know i mean back in the day when they thought people were vampires but now you know through science and medicine we learned that you know no they're not a vampire their their nails aren't actually growing it's just their skin is receding and same thing with your lips their teeth are not growing their skin is receding and that's why it looks like they have that so you know i i found that interesting that 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 was their explanation as to why there have been no vampire attacks not science and medicine evolving (laughs) just the bloodstone and keeping him in bay yeah no they're definitely great gardens just gonna i think that's, that's so yeah perfect. i like that that is like such that. a they perfect are the, they are the shunned kennedys of <laughs> oh, eastern, of and they're eastern a hot mess they really are for now that makes me feel even worse for radu <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting behind radu it's, as well our... it's kind of like because the, the the movies almost fall solidly in that like you know just fringe enough that people like you know are aware of them and maybe yeah. you haven't seen them and now we'll go out and see them because they are super like i mean it's not yeah you're not going in for the camp and circumstance of what you might expect from a charles band film but you're also not going to get so much substance that you're overwhelmed it's like i want to watch something dark and gothic but i don't want to have to pay that much attention subspecies (laughs) yeah i don't necessarily care if it makes sense (laughs) and obviously especially that's a full moon like yeah, <laughs> and it doesn't have to make sense. One, you just have to accept it. <laughs> going, going back to maybe rooting for Radu. I mean, in the third one, clearly Mummy is the bigger villain than Radu. Yeah, because oh, he's sure, like, yeah. I just want Mummy's love, evil. you know. And you, you almost, yeah, you want him to be like, okay, you need to kill her. Like she's, yeah, you, you got to get her out of your life, Radu. And there's only one way to do that. Yeah, you got to stand, <laughs> so stand up to Mummy. Yeah. So yeah, you definitely do find yourself at some points rooting for Radu. It's true. <laughs> My unique little vampire. I love him so much. And I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know that I'm necessarily excited to watch part four, but 
I am excited for when part five shows up on either Shutter or Tubi or any of the streaming services we have. I, I'm I'm more excited to watch part five than I am to watch mm. part four. I mean, part so these movies came out in the early 90s. We got 1991, 1993, and 1994. Um, skip a couple of years, part four comes out in 1998, and then we have nothing until this year we have part five now technically part five should have come out sooner but i believe covid uh like with many movies i think it got put on the back burner with stuff with Mm -hmm. covid so it didn't it's a shame that vampires weren't immune to covid that's right you would think you would (laughs) think i was surprised ted uh ted nicolau he also did in 97 the vampire journals or vampire that's right yeah it's like um yeah it's of the same universe so like the bloodstone exists but it's completely different um characters and supposedly these two show up in five like ash and Mm. someone else are two vampires that end up showing up in part five um so it's connected but you don't need to have watched subspecies to enjoy vampire journals or something like that Hmm. yeah not to be mistaken with the Vampire Diaries, which was way bigger. <laughs> but I would, I would, yeah, I saw that and I'm also interested. Only because I really want some more mythology here. I'm like craving explanations I, And I for feel stuff. like that's... Well, no, from... if we're ever going to get any. <laughs> what, I'm from what I've seen from five, isn't that, isn't that we're going to get some prequel and mythology from part five, it seems like? It does look that way. It does look like we're going to get a little bit of more of the history of like how Radu came yes. into being. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it's it's still up in the air. We just have to see it to yes, understand. We. Well, I think this was a perfect Jackie B Day uh, viewing. I think yeah. it was a perfect summer jaunt. I think you're right. I think it's not Jackie's birthday episode if Katie's not here. So I was excited <laughs> to have you, an excuse to have you come back on, Katie. Um, I know, but we didn't get into any rows about anything today. No, like, which is very oh, unusual for us. No. This was too peaceful. Yeah, too peaceful. <laughs> Way too peaceful. That's why we're going to bring you back in December and you're going to get your comeuppance. Fabulous. <laughs> Give me some elevated horror we can dissect. We can yell about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and Jackie, that's one of the things I love about your films. Sometimes, like Garbage Pail Kids, like this, like a lot of the movies we've done for your birthday, sometimes a duck is just a duck, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's a good point. Um, and I just, I enjoyed these more than I thought, and they were not what I expected. So they were a treat. Thank you. Yeah. And we um, love celebrating you. Oh, thanks. And yeah, thank you. Th- thank Thanks for, for hanging out. Katie, what do you have going on uh, on your neck of the, in your neck of the woods there? Um, well, you can expect, so um, with regard to the Scream Writers podcast, we are um, going to be releasing a special uh, writer strike episode where some of our previous featured guests will be coming back and talking about how, um, how that's affected them and kind of give us some insights into what that means. So if you are a screenwriter or an aspiring screenwriter and you don't fully comprehend what's happening with the writer strike or if you understand the writer strike and just want to hear from some people who've been impacted by it um we're going to be uh releasing that i believe in august and where can um, we find that uh yeah so it's just um screenwriters pc uh it's screenwriterspodcast.com uh screenwriters pc on twitter uh you'll see our announcements you can also follow uh me 
Gypsy Witch CC or Patrick New York in June on Twitter. And we'll be posting when that gets released, but it's anywhere podcasts are. Um, so that is pretty much what I'm doing. And then uh, we're on Baby Watch. So uh, anyone who has been listening to Screamwriters knows that I am pregnant and that's next month. So uh, yay. Woo-hoo. That's what's going on in my life. Yay. <laughs> Um, well, thank you. Yeah, and we can't wait to hear more about uh, the the screen, how the uh, the strike is affecting people. That sounds like an awesome episode you guys are doing. So mm-hmm. cool beans. Yeah, we're pretty excited. It'll probably be a meteor episode, especially considering that we're probably we're not going to be able to get back to things until after our usual start date. Um, so instead of we we're pro- we might not be coming back in October, but we're going to have this kind of meaty episode happening. Mm-hmm in the interim that sounds awesome yeah Yeah. well thanks again katie as always for joining us we really appreciate having i wouldn't miss jackie's birthday and happy yep and happy birthday jackie and thank you all for joining us and if you have not watched the subspecies movies the hell are you doing get on it they're free (laughs) on tubi (laughs) ah tubi you delight me did you watch them okay they're They're also free on amazon yeah (laughs) see (laughs) no excuses because everybody has one or the other or both do the thing um yeah so thank you both for indulging me on my birthday yet again um the one time that i am ever entitled and spoiled just this this is the only time so i i appreciate (laughs) (laughs) um and we hope you guys have enjoyed our chat on the first three subspecies movies don't forget to check us out on social media just search for jersey ghouls on your favorite podcasting app as well and you're gonna find us there all right bye-bye bye-bye you're listening to the geekscape network 